it all started when we did 23 Me, and that's how I found Lily. Hey! Hi! This is so cool. We found out that she had cousins around her age. It opened up new ideas about our adoption. It's a history and travel group. They help you find your birth parents. Yeah, just like us. We do that, right? Uh, add that to the list of to-dos. Find birth parents. It's court killers. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want, and finding your birth parents. I'm Tom Merritt. <laughs> I'm Brian Brushwood. And one person we've not yet ascertained the birth parents of is our special guest, Brian Dunaway from Film Sack and so many other podcasts. Uh, say hello, Brian! Hello, Brian. Oh, wait, wait, this actually you're, works. Uh, hello you're to you. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Ah. Nailed it. Uh, Bryce, what, what, what did we see? Uh, mm. man, I, sometimes it gets so tender. I can't, I can't handle it, but, uh, uh, what did we just see the intro to? So that was a trailer for the upcoming Netflix documentary found, uh, three adopted American girls. Uh, I believe they were adopted from China. Three adopted American girls find out that they are blood related cousins. And then they go visit China to find their birth parents using this service where they go and they try to track down, uh, adopted children's family history. So, uh, that's pretty interesting. It's coming to select theaters and to Netflix October 20th. It's called Found. Thank you. Hmm. Oh, that sounds great. I like that. And it comes out on my brother's birthday. So cool. That'll help me remember it. Hey, <laughs> should we uh, discuss the primary target? Indeed. The movie prequel to The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark, uh, premiered last weekend as the best performing film title on HBO Max, getting, uh, according to Warner Media, triple the audience of the number two movie on HBO Max. They did not say what the number two movie was, but they did say that uh, The Many Saints of Newark is surprising them with how well it's done. Uh, it also had another effect, which is that The Sopranos itself broke records for weekly viewing of a series on HBO Max and set the record for highest daily viewing on Sunday, October 3rd, rising 65% week over week. So not only did a lot of people watch Many Saints of Newark on HBO Max, they also went and watched The Sopranos. Uh, so, so Brian's, uh, I, I'm curious, do you think this is an unusual situation or is, is this going to cause us to see more of these kinds of attempts to be like, oh, let's do what the Many Saints of Newark did. Let's make some prequels. Let's I make mean, some sequels. To be honest, I kind of hope they do. And I know that that's a weird anti-cynical thing for me to say. Uh, in magic, there's this multiple outs theory that basically it's like you're not wrong until you've revealed what your intention are or is. So in this case, you could have ended with the Sopranos prequel, biggest thing on HBO Max. That was a pretty safe bet. And if it wasn't, then you just wouldn't say anything about it. But in this case, you get to say that, and then you look at the numbers of how well the Sopranos did. I would suggest, I would submit, that this secretly was the whole reason to do this. When you're sitting on a gold mine, uh, an institution, something that defined an entire decade of what television on cable was capable of, then you want to highlight it, but you dare not 
actually tell everyone that you want them to watch it. So instead, what you do is you create something else that naturally causes everybody to look at it. And that's exactly what they got. They got two for two on this. I would say, I mean, if they were to do this for The Wire, I'd be all in. If they were to do this for The Shield, uh, I'd yes. be all in. I mean, name the any of, of those of those yeah. legacy shows that we love. I, I would love it if, if I got a taste more and it justified me bringing more people into the fold. What do you say, Brian? I don't want to be the cynic here, but yeah, I think this is a, a one-time lucky shot. I think this went beyond what they were hoping for. And I, but I, I would like to see more things. They're already kind of doing some of these things with like, uh, with, with the game of Thrones, the, the new dragon series. I mean, so they're, they're definitely sure. trying to bolster the new the dragon. Oh, for, forget the, the old dragon. dragon. These called? are the new dragons. The and new they're 200 years the older dragons. than the new dragons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think this was just a, a, a luck. I think it was, I think it was luck. I think, I think they, they hope for it. But I don't think you can plan for something like this. I mean, now this is such my centric view of the world. It's like when I talk to my real life friends, not you guys, you guys are my online friends. When I talk to my real life friends, I'm like, hey, you guys watched The Sopranos back in the day? No. No, I did not. So it's hard for me to say, but it feels like a lucky shot to me. I think it's a very successful lucky what, shot. What I think usually happens is what happened with Deadwood. You come out with a movie of Deadwood that finishes up the, the series, not a prequel, so maybe there's a difference. Dang, you're you get good a convincing of, me. Stop it. You, you you get a bunch of people who watched Deadwood right. to watch the movie, but you don't necessarily get a bunch more people watching Deadwood. You're just serving more of the Point. same. And I, I get the feeling that's what Warner thought would happen, was, hey, you know, people have been rewatching The Sopranos. We've seen a little buzz around it. Let's put out Many Saints of Newark. And we'll get a lot of people to watch many saints of Newark and bring people to HBO max period. Mm -hmm. I think what they're surprised at, uh, is, is that it worked. You got more people to watch Sopranos. They're either rewatching it or watching it for the first time because of many saints of Newark. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the magic sauce. It's like, how do you, how do you put that thing out that not only gets the fans of it to come and maybe brings in a few more, but, now mines that catalog, you know, that that people will go dig in and be like, okay, now I want to watch all of that. Or is that just a new function of people being used to having a catalog now? We, you know, in the past, if if this were to happen, if they put Many Saints of Newark out in a movie theater, they would have to run Sopranos on HBO specifically, which they probably would have done to get people to watch it. Now it's there. It's already there. They don't have to do anything. And people decide whether they want to watch it. I think it's a very important distinction, the difference between prequel versus sequel. And I know prequels a loaded mm, term okay. since there are a lot of people who are disappointed with the Star Wars prequels, which we, we may touch on later on this episode. But uh, the neat thing about a prequel is that you can try it as your very first taste and it could be your entry point to a larger world. Uh, you can't do that with, for example, the Deadwood movie. The Deadwood movie is, here's a field, seeds were planted, they were cultivated, they were harvested. They were planted, har uh, cultivated, harvested. Planted, cultivated, harvested. We're going back one more time. We're gonna see if there is anything there. And we found out, right? Whereas this was, uh, we're gonna find out if there's anything there. Also, if you don't know nothing about nothing and you're looking for an entry point, here's a dang fine entry point. Excellent points. What would a wire prequel be? Uh, it would be the founding of Baltimore. <laughs> nice. The swamp. 
That's right. Oh, wait, that's down the road. Sorry. It's not, <laughs> it's not Baltimore. Uh, yeah. So, so is there anything that you guys would like to see? Uh, or, or you're right. like, please don't do that. Please, <laughs> please, Netflix, HBO Max, Peacock, do I, not. I, I, I think, I, I hope I could back this up. And anybody who disagrees and wants to rub it in my face, cordkillers at gmail.com. But I genuinely think, Tom, that over the last uh, 10, 11, 12 years of us doing this, I have evolved to become less cynical and more inviting of, I don't know if it'll be good or not, but I sure would like to see more people try whatever it is. Yes. Right. Everything. Right. Just try. Try. Yeah. Maybe it'll work out. That, maybe it won't. We have a similar philosophy in, in that. I'm like, it, it doesn't matter if it wasn't made for me. It's fine. It can exist. I don't care. It if takes nothing away from the original. Right. Nothing. nothing. Exactly. I'm fine with that. Remake everything. See if I care. <laughs> yeah, come at <laughs> Maybe me, bro. Maybe you will. But there's, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I mean, you know, the platform itself of, of content distribution has gotten so big and wide. I mean, what choice do you have? Other so, than you know, to just, so, so, I think uh, it's interesting, uh, too, because as I mentioned briefly, Sopranos got a little bit of an uptick during the pandemic when people were just casting around for things to watch. I yeah. think there's something to seeing what people are discovering, for instance, uh, there are a lot of, of, of shows just kind of popping up on things like imdb.tv, uh, on, on Pluto where, where they are become like Columbo. Columbo is apparently getting a lot of people watching. Maybe they should remake Columbo, come up with a new Columbo oh, and capitalize yes. on it. I'm well, always down for I, a new quirky Columbo. I think, I, I think the traditional move has always been to do son of Columbo or whatever, uh, or, or yeah. what about Columbo's boss? Like, 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 I Columbo think what we're discovering day. is that there's more opportunity weirdly <laughs> in the past than in the future. For example, somebody, I, th I think they meant it as a joke, but they were like a dark gritty reboot of the office. I'm not going to lie, man. I, th if it was well-written engaging, I would love to see an upstart documentarian style story of two guys named Dunder and Mifflin who wanted to make a paper company. I would totally watch that. <laughs> I kind of feel story. like what we do yeah. in the shadows is kind of like the dark take on the office, right? Like a dark. Yes. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's, it's all only they get more work right? done. <laughs> I, I think especially people who grew up with, you know, just the barest cable and a lot of broadcast, Right. Uh, we, we, we tend to think like all they want is a snappy tagline. They can stick a TV guide and it won't be good. You can't get away with that anymore because there is no TV guide. Because there <laughs> is no TV <laughs> guide. There, yeah, absolutely. You've, you've got to have something good to, to get people to watch it. And God, Speaking that of is which. hard. And it's hard, it's hard on me as a, a consumer. And this is the reason why I love cord killers. Cause you guys are always, it, pointing me in the right direction of stuff that to, to consume because I am overwhelmed out here. I am absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of content. Uh, I Brian, just, I'd hate to admit it out loud, but so are we. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. You're my safety net. <laughs> I'm, I'm making my peace with the fact that you can't watch everything. That's a, that's ah, the thing we've yes. had to get used to. It's not like, Oh, let's watch all the hot film. You can't, you can't watch them all. Even all the good ones you can't watch. You know you what? Uh, you, uh, you know what's funny is uh, we were joking about there being no TV guide, but the closest thing that I could think of to what I would want from a TV guide would be maybe the Onion AV Club or something, uh, uh, acerbic analysis of television, uh, no nonsense reviews, 
people who hold feet to the fire or whatever, like TV Guide, I, I, I can see myself paying money to get like, hey man, I'm going to skip all the BS. And in fact, right. oh, if I get real fanciful, I can even imagine a version where it knows my viewing habits and the version <laughs> of TV Guide I get isn't the version that gets sent to everybody else. Now you're inviting it into our homes. Oh, yeah. that sounds great. I'm in. Oh. I'm in. Hey, uh, uh, do well, any of you guys have startup money? Just asking for a friend who is me. I'm, I'm you know, I, I would, uh, but uh, but I need to get the money to make it into startup money. Oh, man. Okay, look. All right, listen. I have this money laundering scheme to make mm. TV Guide 2.0 a thing. But it starts with all of our listeners giving us just a buck an episode over at patreon.com slash cord killers. We'll get paid on the regular. We'll show up with our witty insights. We'll be able to build up a bankroll that'll allow us to bring back the one magazine that everybody loved since the dawn of time TV kind, he said without laughing. <laughs> the one magazine that everyone felt like they had to purchase if they wanted to know what was on television before Absolutely. guides scrolled on TV. If guides, you would sit there with your highlighter and you'd, you'd dog ear the pages. It's like, what are we going to do Thursday night, honey? Let's take a look at the TV guy. They had crosswords also. That's true. You're right. But no comics. Well, hey, okay. I just got it for the articles. It's uh, it's it's only going to be a beautiful dream unless everybody goes to patreon.com slash cord killers. Keep us loud, live and independent for just one dollar an episode. Five dollar if you want to be a supreme leader. Yes, uh, be our supreme leader. Go back us. Patreon.com slash cord killers. Dear leaders, it's time to tell you how to watch. <laughs> I mean. It's time to offer you options of how to watch. We, we don't tell our supreme leaders. No, dear leaders, please do not execute us for <laughs> yes. my presumption. Uh, Comcast-owned UK satellite broadcaster Sky. Uh, just uh, give you a moment to process that if you hadn't really like sunk in that Comcast owns Sky. Yes. Yeah, everybody, they, there's like, wait, I thought Fox. No, Comcast owns Sky. Comcast owned UK satellite broadcaster Sky announced its line of Sky Glass TVs, which instead of a satellite, use the internet to bring you Sky television programming. The box comes with a 4K camera meant to be used for social TV activities, you know, like watch together, that sort of thing. Also supports motion controls uh, and includes some games like Fruit Ninja, so you can do that. A mic on the box can be used for voice control, and that allows you to do voice control of, you know, channel switching and all that sort of thing. Skyglass will offer Sky subscription packages that start at 13 pounds per month, launching in the UK later this month and rolling out to more territories where Sky operates over the next year. One would presume that Comcast televisions that we've talked about will work in a similar way. All offerings will be integrated. If you've got this television, your over-the-air channels, your Sky cable channels, and Netflix Peacock, Disney Plus, etc., will all work on the platform together. And this is the weird part. If you buy a Sky Glass TV and are getting service through Sky, you can get a Sky Puck for an additional <laughs> 10 pounds per month. And that's just kind of like a little Roku thing that lets you yeah. use Sky Glass programming on other televisions. Uh, you have to own a Sky Glass TV to get the puck, though, which I don't right. quite understand, but that's the way. I, oh, so, yes. and, 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 oh, I... Too, too, dirty. 
to be clear, it's it's 13 pounds per month, like just for full Sky programming, right? That's for the basic introductory Sky. There's more expensive ones, but yeah, that's to get your to be like uh, getting Time Warner cable or something like that. Yeah. Does that include the TV, or is that like? Uh, no, that's on top of the TV. Okay. Well, it's actually in the TV, but yeah. Gotcha. Because they're getting rid of the set top box. It's in the TV. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what's your read on this? Well, I'll tell you this. At first, I was like, oh, how exciting. I, I like some of the stuff that Sky does. It's perfect. And I'm like, oh, you, you buy a TV, it's, it's built in. The TV is bulky. I don't know if you've seen this or not. They've got some side views of it. That's like a big old thick thing. Uh, and I also like the fact that they they have financing for like years. It's like, because the, the TV's not outrageous. What is it, like uh, a thousand pounds at the top end for the larger size? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I it. It's it's interesting. This it's all within the realm of what is reasonable. I, some of the things just scare me. <laughs> it's probably because it's new, but I don't know how I feel about the fact that it like wakes up. It's meant to always be on. I have enough always on devices. I don't know if I need my TV to to wake up every time I walk past it. That at a glance thing that kind of scares me. But uh, everything else sounds kind of neat. Uh, I hadn't considered that possibility because it could be that you get a reduced rate if you allow things like uh, facial tracking, eye movements, right. uh, engagement uh, uh, vectors, and all that stuff. Are you are you enjoying the show? We, I we've don't seen the, we've think seen the technology that's the case. for that. I don't think yeah. that they're doing anything that sophisticated. I think the always on stuff really is just for convenience, and I think most of it's processed on device. It it looks like and it looks like the 4K thing that goes on. Uh, on it additionally uh it is almost like a connect box or something oh it's it is it's made by size. microsoft it's absolutely okay, that's, that's what it the, is then okay. the technology from the connect is in the sky right. tv Good okay eye. well that's a little less scary have you ever seen the you ever seen the i've done a little hacking on the uh on the connects and you ever seen the the video fidelity on a on a connect what it actually sees yeah just a bunch of voxels it's yes it's not yeah. great that makes me feel a little bit better a little uh better. tom what's your gut say this is <sighs> This is a very good television. And if you're already a Sky TV customer that needs a new television, mm. sure. I think this is a pretty reasonably priced television and you're already a Sky customer, it's got, it, it's perfect for you. I don't know how many Sky customers need a new television right now. I know that's why Sky put out the puck to be like, hey, but you could get this new television and then put your old television in another room and get a puck. It feels unnecessarily complicated to me. And I- yeah. I per, I am perhaps misreading the UK market because I'm so ensconced in this world here where we have Roku's and Android TVs. And I came to understand from from Nate Langson and Ian Morris's discussion on text message this weekend that that this is particularly appealing. It just feels less flexible than it needs to be. Like, why not yeah. sell the puck? You get more subscribers. On the because other hand, they want to buy us. They want to see us. <laughs> I think it's incredibly forward-looking for Sky to be saying. We don't need to use satellite. Like, let's get customers. Uh, and you're seeing more cable companies doing this, but they've been very slow to it. Uh, Brian, you said these look to be about a thousand pounds each. Underneath, yeah, somewhere around a thousand or less, according to which size. They have multiple sizes, not a large range of sizes, like thirty-six to fifty something, probably. Uh, uh, so just the standard TV size that you see in most homes. Tom, I'm I'm not going to say this is right for me. But I will say this is a brilliant strategy. This mm -hmm. just with the click of a button will enable so many sales reps to say, how cheap do you want to get Sky TV? 
and they will have a way to get Sky TV for 13 pounds per month. They'll be able to say, how do you like your TV? Do you have 4K? No, I haven't gotten around to upgrading. Well, guess what? Now's your day. I will wager uh, an awful lot uh, that the margins on this have to be 60 or 70%, given how dated the technology is, how thick and clunky the construction is, uh, uh, it's, 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 uh, if, if, uh, I, I, I believe that you're I, able to I, pad. I don't think they're making any money off these TVs. These TV, you're, really? you're making it sound like these are old fashioned televisions. They're not, they're, <laughs> they're, they're fairly modern. These are fairly modern design televisions. Yeah. I mean, they're not and, OLEDs, right? They're just LEDs. Right? If anything, they're on the mid range of the price, mid range of the specs. They've got a 4k right. camera in them. This, this isn't like an old broken down television that they're raking in money off. They're making money off the subscription. They're I, selling you a TV probably around cost and then saying, we're going we're gonna to make money off people subscribing to us month to month. You know what's yeah. funny? I was so confident in my take. I didn't, I didn't even look. Uh, let, me, let me see how much a 4K TV is like just on Amazon. Yeah. If you want to buy these outright, like 400 bucks. they're 650 mm-hmm. to uh, 1,050 pounds. Right. Based on size. Right. And and that's the they do a monthly like like up to what like four or five years or something where you can do little low payments and so which is good because and then meanwhile it the camera okay. is what uh, maybe maybe two hundred bucks American yeah. yeah boy yeah. it really does mess things up to have to translate yeah. to pounds on the surface it looks like something really good it's like okay well they've made it very affordable that you know people can get you know, cable TV for fairly inexpensive everybody can get a modern TV get modern programming. And do all this, but I, once again, I, I, I'm just worried about being the product here. I just don't know. <laughs> Every time you sell me a device that is so intimate like this, I'm always worried. And that I'm well, the I'll, I'll, I'll admit that that is a fair concern, and I have not looked into the terms and services. But these right. companies know that now, and in yeah. and in Europe in particular, which I know oh, the UK true. is not part of the EU, but it's right. it's still in Europe and under GDPR. Uh, they have to get your permission. You can say no, and they have to still provide you the service. So my Good guess point. is it, it's probably not going to be collecting data on you to sell if you don't want it to. Uh, I, right. I, I'm in agreement that that's probably not there. Right? And and to be honest, that hadn't occurred to me until I heard Brian suggest it. But, uh, <laughs> but Tom, I feel like this is one of those rare instances where I still feel like this is a high margin product that is designed to be a high margin to trick you into a low price uh, monthly subscription. But the um, monthly but, subscription but, is also not a discount. This is just their normal rates. Uh, right, but they don't have to provide a box or do a-, a, a It does save, it's definitely saving them money on rollout, right. technicians. So, so, so I guess, I guess the question I wanna pose to everybody, and please write in at cordkillers at gmail.com is, Where's the money being made? Is it being made right. in the upfront with the box, uh, which I believe because I believe that there's much more margin than Tom seems to perceive, or is it being made in the long-term play of 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 the, the standard rate over time? I'm I'm yeah. guessing they make a little on the television, but they make the majority on the subscription. So let us know. I did, did, do they have how many? Do they have any pounds that thing is because it not. Not value-wise, weight-wise. You're the first person, and and granted, uh, I've only heard two other people talk about it, but you're the first person to make it sound like this is old and clunky. Uh, <laughs> the, the the folks on text message were raving about how these these are really good televisions, and I think Ian actually got to try one. So, uh, yeah, that's not an that, OLED. That definitely trumps. So it's not, 
you know, my right. speculation based on the, you know, clearly photoshopped photos that we're looking at here. <laughs> yeah. It's not, a, like, it's not like if you've seen it in TV person, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you more credit than I'd give me. Yeah. Mm, all right. Those are pretty, those are pretty decent specs. Those are okay specs. Yeah, they're mid range. They're mid range. Yeah, they're fine. But I don't know for a thousand dollars on the top end. What's the what's the top size? Fifty something. Sixty-five. Oh, that's pretty big. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right, I take back. <laughs> if, I take back a few of the things I've said. Not everything. <laughs> All right, boy, Let's put that on my about. tombstone. I take back a few of the things that I said <laughs> with no explanation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you gonna watch on that Sky Glass TV? Let's talk about what to watch and under surveillance. Oh, Netflix released a trailer for season two of Lock and Key. Uh, it shows off a little bit of Kevin Duran playing Frederick Gideon, uh, mostly about what's going to happen uh, in season two with new new locks, new keys. Uh, anyway, season two of Lock and Key premiering October 22nd. Brian, what do you think? Uh, it it looked to me like we, we saw a significant increase in, in the budget, the quality of the execution of everything. The visuals seemed richer. Um, I remember season one, uh, and this is coming from somebody who deeply, deeply loves the graphic novels, uh, felt like a bit of a slog, um, not quite CW, but not quite HBO. Um, th this felt full, like, like top tier quality production across the board. Uh, there were also a couple of isolated scenes that I'm like, well, that definitely didn't happen in the comics. And I don't want to be the, that guy, but uh, uh, I am m much more excited having seen this than, than I was before. And of course, as always, I hope for the best. Very good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because I've never read the comics. I did watch a little bit of the first season and I was kind of, I had the same feeling you did. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit low key, a little bit, it's a little bit bland. And it looks like they've really kicked it up. I, they I, they had have captured every exciting big budget moment in that trailer because I mean it was just one. It was, after the it other. was all it was over fantastic. the map. I mean they definitely. Yeah. I was like, is this seven different movies? What's happening? Yeah, it looks gorgeous though. What I saw. What about you, Varieties Oh, uh, I wasn't going to give you my opinion. Uh, looks great. Can't wait to watch it. Okay. Variety sources say Marvel is developing a WandaVision spinoff starring Katherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness. WandaVision head writer Jack Schaefer will write it, and she will also be the executive producer as well. You know, sometimes I want to be bitter and jaded and think like, hey, man, I just want to eat candy all day. You know what happens? You get very unhealthy. And then mm -hmm. I remember something a manufacturer of candy once said to a little boy. Do you know what happened to the little boy who got everything he ever wanted in life? <laughs> he lived happily ever after. <laughs> that jerk. Never liked that little boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. Yeah, uh, I, it was yeah. uh, it was Agatha all along, and I'm 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 down for this. the The big question for me though is I, I can't stop thinking about where they're going to set this in because the most exciting time for me was when her character uh, really came to life in Wandavision was like you know that that suburban small you know town. I'm I'm just curious about the settings. I'm, I, I'm going to say something that sounds like I'm grousing, and I don't mean it to grouse, but like one really really good thing that is happening right now is we're all being trained to accept the idea of something that every comic book fan has already known for years, which is I don't know. It's in a sideways universe. Who cares? Like 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 the the answer is who cares? 
Yeah. Well, and, and the and the other thing on top of that, because I think that's a, a very good point, but also we're also being trained to know that Kevin Feige has a plan. Yes. And it doesn't always work, but he's always got one. And so he, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, Catherine or Agatha Harkness is going to play into another movie. And they figured out what little bit of that movie they can, they can tell a bigger story about with Agatha. And that's what this mm-hmm. is going to be. And so instead of even wondering like what the setting will be and what the story is, I just, I have learned now to just be like, cool. Can't wait to find out. Well, you know, uh, maybe it'll be Falcon and the Winter of the Soldier and and it won't work for me. Maybe it'll be WandaVision and it will, but I can't wait to find out. Especially because uh, 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 this actor is so very, very talented. Uh, uh, She was in what? uh, Transparent and. and, Yeah, yeah. 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 Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Catherine Hahn's great. Love her. Uh, Warner released a teaser teaser for the HBO spinoff of Game of Thrones called House of the Dragon. That's it. Casa de los Dragones. It stars Matt Smith as Dragon Rider Prince Daemon Targaryen. Ten episode series coming in 2022, so you're not getting it until next year. But you know, gave you a little little look see, uh, including a bigger Iron Throne, an Iron Throne that is closer to what they mm. describe in the books rather than what you saw in the original Game of Thrones series. Interesting. So I wonder why it shrunk. Hmm. Interesting. Brian, what do I think about this? House of the Dragon. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait. In a bigger throne, you said? This is a prequel, right? Yeah. 200 years. Okay. In the past. Let me rephrase everything you just said, but in another factual way. (laughs) That show that ended in a very bad disappointment has a new show that looks just like the old show. Nailed it. I think you got it. That's kind of how I feel too. I don't, I didn't really know how to sum it up. You took the words and you and you put them in a sentence. I, I, we did I, I, like most of the old show, just uh, so uh, we yes. don't forget. We did so, like so, so so we'll watch the first seasons of what? this and then Wait, just decide like, everybody died. <laughs> yeah, I'd go we for it. That's what play. happened to No Cynical. What happened to No Cynical? Come hey, on! No, no, no! I can't, I can't stop him. He comes out. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm like Doctor uh, Bruce Banner. The end of it. Sometimes I dig. The end of it. So good. The good news is, all the book is done. Is it really? It's all based on fire and blood. One book. That's it. So there's not going to be any like, oh, now we have to make things up for two seasons because the books aren't done. So there's that to keep in mind. Yeah, that that is a great point. And I think that's going to be the difference. But I don't know. I mean, man, when I was watching uh, Game of Thrones, when it was each week for me, it was like I I didn't binge. it. I just I waited. It's like, okay, is it coming on this week? Let's. Sit down. We're gonna. It's an event. We're gonna watch it each week. I, I, I would just, I just don't know if they're gonna be able to recapture that magic for me because I'm, I'm, I'm going in and I kind of know the trick. I'm like, oh, don't get too used to that character. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the, the that'll be the big surprise of House of the Dragon. Everyone lives. Right. That's what they tried to do in the last season. It's like we don't know how to kill people. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think. It was interesting to me because I saw a lot of people expressing shock and excitement at this teaser when it first came out. Like, oh my gosh, that looks great. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Then I talked to my uh, friend Veronica Belmont when we were hosting Sword and Laser, and Veronica's like, not my friends. My friends were all like, oh, he he looks just like the same thing. Kind of what you guys were saying, which is, you know, I don't know. I've been burned before, and this doesn't look that different. Uh, I I tended to be more on the side of like, oh yeah, this looks pretty fun. This looks pretty cool. I love yeah. Matt Smith. 
Uh, and he's showing even more range here than than playing playing Prince Philip or, or Doctor Who. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I and, and because you've got a plan that you could work from, I think it avoids a lot of the the troubles that that plagued Game of Thrones in its. You final know who season. else we constantly promised had a plan were the Cylons. <laughs> I'd hate to spoil anything, but they didn't have no plan at all. Yeah, but the no. Cylons weren't the writers of Battlestar Galactica. Weren't Obviously. they? <laughs> or were they? <laughs> were Maybe. They? Hold on. Uh, Warner also, Warner released a lot of stuff because they, they had a big press uh, event. Warner released scenes from the Suicide Squad spinoff series Peacemaker, starring John Cena as Peacemaker. Uh, it's coming to HBO Max in January. The clip is basically him meeting up with a bunch of other superheroes, except they're all out of costume and they're making fun of the fact that he's in costume and he brought his ego wait, with him. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I? Okay, so I saw the last Suicide Squad movie, the Suicide Squad, not the first one, Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The James I Gunn. thought, yeah, I thought, I thought the people he was eating in this trailer, I thought the people he was eating with were, uh, were the people who were uh, the team leaders who were. I guess you're right. Not, I, I describe them as superheroes. They're not actually superheroes, but they're still making fun of him for coming in costume. Yeah. Oh, they're absolutely making fun of him. I love the fact that he's got that eagle in the back of his car. And he, the, the end of that trailer is is brilliant. I I hope to really like this. I like John Cena. If you haven't seen The Suicide Squad, HBO Max still has it, I believe. Yep. Uh, the, the Some of the things he does, he's going to need some redemption for me before I can like the character again. That's all I'm saying. Peacemaker. Uh, hi, magician here who shows up in full tuxedo from time to time because that's where all my secret decks are loaded. It's called being a professional, and I'd appreciate it if y'all didn't chuckle about it. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I won't say which Brian I'm thanking. Uh, a trailer for the next season of Star Trek Discovery shows Michael Burnham as captain. Uh, confronting a massive anomaly threatening all life in the galaxy. Discovery returning to Paramount Plus November 18th. But before that, you're going to get Star Trek Prodigy, the animated series with Kate Mulgrew uh, voicing a holographic version of Captain Janeway. They released a clip for that as well with the voices of David Diggs, Jamila Jamil, Jason Alexander, and Robert Beltran all featured in the clip. Prodigy arrives on Paramount Plus October 28th. So you're going to get Little that Star Trek first, followed by Discovery, and then they'll be together for a while. I was pretty coiled up to pre-like this, especially because, um, spoiler alert for Picard, if you ain't seen it, don't don't talk, listen. But um, <laughs> I, I had hoped that that one season would end with some kind of like downloading of Picard's brain into a ship, and he would continue to have a vocal oh. presence on the ship. Uh, and this kind of granted my wish and then made me think, oh, I shouldn't have wished for that. It was like a monkey paw moment because uh, I didn't I didn't like seeing Janeway, a very high status captain who I hold in very high regard saying, don't mind me, I'll be just minding the lower status bull crap. Uh, but anyway, you teenagers fight with each other. Go ahead. Um, Luck Luckily, she's a hologram. They state right? the nature of the command dilemma. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I was surprised. I was surprised at um, I hit play fully expecting to be in love, and mm. I wasn't in love. Okay, okay, yeah. yet, it, yet, I mean, and, yet. And, and always add the word yet. That's always yeah. the uh, that's always the clip. the The danger of the clip is that out of context, it could not work. Uh, whereas right. in context, it, it might or might not. We, right. we don't know. I I'm I'm curious how this is gonna 
uh, turn out because it is it it was is is aimed at a younger audience, and so I don't think it's going to get very serious. Don't forget, Janeway, she's a murderer, uh, and so <laughs> she's. Wait, do do you, do you mean in her role of of Orange is the New Black, or do you mean the actual <laughs> character Janeway? She murders. murdered. She murdered. Uh, uh, who was it? It was it's Tupac, and who was he when he merged with Tuvix? Uh, uh, Tuvix, yeah, Tuvix. Tupac they, they and Biggie Smalls. Oh my God, That's we right, just right. Tupac, Tupac. <laughs> notorious <laughs> Bog. <laughs> but uh, hey, got a lot in my head. Uh, sometimes it spills out. Um. I'm. I don't know. Is is aimed at a younger crew, I, uh, younger people watching yeah, this, yeah. and is trying to get it. So I don't. I don't know how she would go about this than the way they did. But I'm with you. I was hoping it'd be a little bit grittier, but it's. I, I just think it's gonna have to be what it is. I'm gonna have to back up and go. Okay. You know, it it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. I want to see uh, Chipotle. That's a character, right? <laughs> Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always like, uh, sir, I believe we should uh, uh, throw a burrito at them. And they're like, but what ingredients do we put in the burrito? He was like, good question. We have cayenne flour, uh, spinach flour, and regular flour. Okay, go with cayenne flour. Uh, well, what about that one episode where I got food poisoning? <laughs> Don't worry about that. Will that be baked beans? Uh, <laughs> refried beans? Baked beans in a burrito? <laughs> what is this? None of I apparently don't go to Chipotle <laughs> very much. Burrito. <laughs> ah, my friends. I, 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 now I'm very excited uh, for uh, Star Trek Prodigy. <laughs> Brought to you by your favorite burrito restaurant. Uh, all right, a few other notes here. Amazon released a trailer for The Expanse Season 6. That will be arriving December 10th. Uh, Doctor Who season 13 set October 13th as its premiere. Jodie Whittaker's last run of eight episodes, although she will feature in three feature length episodes in 2022. Netflix released a trailer for Narcos Mexico, that final season coming November 5th. Netflix released a trailer for Lost in Space season three. Uh, premiere date for that is December 1st. Walking Dead will return for eight more episodes February 20th, 2022. Remember, that's the middle eight of the finals season which is split into three uh the 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 final eight episodes of the walking dead coming sometime in the second half of 2022 apple has ordered a second season of foundation which is still in the middle of airing its first season the eurovision song contest 2022 will be held in turin next may the movie psych 3 this is gus has a trailer and a release date of november 18th on peacock a movie to finish the story of Peaky Blinders will go into production in 2023, and the sixth and final season of Peaky Blinders expected to arrive in spring 2022 on HBO Max. And finally, Timothy Chalamet playing a young Willy Wonka in a forthcoming prequel to the story set for release in 2023, posted a picture of himself in costume as Willy Wonka. Yes. Um, we've done it. We've hit peak television i can't possibly keep up with all of this but i but i can i i, I did my due diligence and i watched the, all the trailers and i was really struck with just how good the production values are for all of this what what used to be the domain of garbage you know knockoffs uh, uh direct to video stuff there's there's very impressive looking stuff everything from uh narcos mexico to lost in space even lost in space season three uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for good TV. I think we've gone from how do I watch it all? You can't. Right. To what should I watch? 
which is okay. But I think the question should be, what do you want to watch? And oh. in other words, like, don't feel like I ha I have to watch the next big thing and I need to bet on what it is. Look at what's out there oh. and be like, oh, what suits my taste? What am I in the mood for? The way you'd pick a book at a bookstore. Yeah. It, it, the way you would pick a movie at Blockbuster in the, you know, the early, ah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, the 90s. Mm -hmm. We've done it. I'm we finally reached the epitome of judging books by their covers. Congratulations, <laughs> us. I thought we, I, I was kind of setting us up as the book review place then. Yeah. And I took it to a trash spot instead. I said, Blockbuster. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Uh, Brian Dunaway, what have you been watching lately? Uh, sure. I've been uh, catching up on it. Well, okay. First, let me just say this. When Paramount Plus first came out, I think it was called CBS All Access. What was it called? Mm -hmm. yep. It was That's something it. like that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm not paying money to just watch that new Star Trek show. They've come a long way. Paramount Plus is a lot of great things, and evil is right up there for me. I love, uh, I love watching evil. I've been watching you love it. evil. I love evil. I go. love it. How can you not love put it evil? on his tombstone? Michael, Michael Emerson is such a bad, good, bad guy. He just makes, he just elevates anything he's in. He's just the worst. Evelates. I love him. Yeah. And Mike culture, he's a, he's a local guy. He's a, from South Carolina. So ah, I got it. Him. All right. Yeah. A little South Carolina connection there then. That's right. But I'm also watching, I, I started watching uh pin 15. Can, can I tell you a real quick, totally true, true story? Um, give, me, give me the story. Pen, pen 15, I don't feel entitled to watch by myself. <laughs> I feel like I need my wife to hold my hand. And uh, <laughs> Bonnie couldn't make it. She she made it like it was Wait. so good. It was so on the nose. It was, was so it? uncomfortable for her that around episode five, she's like, Brian, I can't. Yes. I can't. Was it, I can't. Was it I can't. The, was it the totally gratuitous masturbation scene uh, it, it, it was de uh, 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 yes it was definitely the episode that began with her playing my little pony kissy games and then having yes. an awakening that that was yes that was the one that's 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 where we stopped and that was where <laughs> we stopped. And, it's uh, so because, good it's a fine show though it's quite good yeah. but, but but i know these actresses are of a certain age and i know it's fine but just because they're portraying someone younger is like oh i just don't know i just mm, i don't know if i could do this and yeah. uh, because I'm trash, I've been watching the Halloween Baking Championship on Discovery Plus because, you know, you got to. I love watching them do the Halloween baking stuff every week. It's where they convert uh, pumpkins baking into bongs. Are trendy. Yeah. Oh, are they trendy? Well, then I yeah. take it back. No, I, 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 I proudly watch Halloween Baking Championship on Discovery Plus. Nice. Uh, well, Brian Brushwood, what have you been watching? So I had a thought after the fact that maybe I haven't already confessed that I dove in, but uh, a while back we had somebody write in suggesting gaming historian as being something similar to uh, 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 defunct land. Um, have I since reported on, on how good that channel is? You've mm -hmm. mentioned that you, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, allow me. Hi, my name is Brian. I'm fully addicted to gaming historian. I'm watching nice. all of the episodes of everything they've got ever. However, uh, I guess my, my recommendation will be, uh, if you have the means not to watch Star Wars, but to watch an eight-year-old ask you if she can pretty please watch Star Wars, and then just sit and watch the eight-year-old watch all of Star Wars in a day, and then ask you if there are any more Star Wars, and you can say, no, there are not, and then think, well, 
I guess there are three more movies mm -hmm. and have the plan to deny that there are any other Star Warses besides those three. And so then you didn't admit the prequels exist. Uh, uh, interest. Uh, you went there, not me. I, I didn't say which ones I denied. Yes. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's how we've spent Saturday and Sunday. And last night was <laughs> one of the most delightful moments in the world. I overheard Bonnie whispering, you know, your dad has a lightsaber. She's like, what? <gasps> and so I ran downstairs. I changed the batteries or whatever. I took off the top of it. I was like, I have a lightsaber. And it was one of those that when you have the, 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 the light element removed, you click on it and it goes, gzz, 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 like, like it's not working. You're like, tick, tick, tick. And you're like, oh, hold on. Let me fix it. I step outside. I attach the thing and I come back in and it just, oh my god oh, oh, that's cool. best thing ever uh, fight that's Kid, great go kidnap an eight-year-old you'll have a great time <laughs> with consent i don't endorse that <laughs> yeah uh well folks uh i went to a movie theater what uh to watch the 2020 uh epic james bond movie no time to die uh, oh my Daniel god craig's last outing as james bond uh, 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 uh he had time to die uh, real, real quick for anybody who's not been hearing our wild speculation about this, uh, we've been talking about the fact that everybody has given up during the pandemic and they keep on putting out all of their movies, but only No Time to Die has said, no, our movie is so good, we will wait as long as it takes. Tom, what's your review? I think they did the right thing. Really? I think... It is the kind of James Bond movie that if you don't like James Bond, it's not going to convert you. Hmm. But it's thoroughly enjoyable. A little too long, two hours and 45 minutes. Uh, but specifically, it was filled with references to the entire Bond universe. I'm sure I didn't get them all, but it was fun to, to spot the ones I did. Daniel Craig is fantastic in it. I think... Rami Malek does a great job as the villain. I think he could have been more villainous, though. But you also have Christoph Waltz coming back as Blofeld. He's fantastic. It was enjoyable. It was it was a fun movie to watch. And I don't want to be spoilery at all, but if, if you're, like, super spoilery sensitive, close your ears for a second. Part of the villainous plan revolves around a virus. Oh. And it's not, like... A, it's not like a coronavirus kind of thing, but as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, if this comes out in 2020, it plays entirely differently than it does now. Like mm -hmm. now we've gotten used to viruses and what they do and, 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 and it's not new anymore, but in 2020, there would have been, there would have been people objecting on the grounds that it was, uh, you know, it was making light of a situation. There would be, there would be people looking at it and going like, I don't understand what they're trying to say here when they really weren't trying to say anything with the virus. So I kind of feel like they picked their time right to be like, hmm. okay, now it needs to be seen in the theater because it's a bond movie and it's big and it's got a little virus subplot. So, you know, let's like, wait, Till people are ready to, to hear that again and not try to compare it to the real life because there really is no connection there. Uh, if if we ever did hear about this, that subplot, I didn't hold on to it uh, because this is this feels like new information to me that that I had never considered that this was anything other than an optimizing their upside potential move. The idea that this was a proactive defensive move really changes the calculus for me. And I and think, I think it sounds smart. Both. 
I, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's just one or the other. I think it's absolutely both. But right. um, yeah, again, if you're like, oh, I don't like James Bond films, don't go see it. This is this is not going to change your mind. It's not. There are occasionally a James Bond film where like this is pretty good, even if you don't like them. I, I don't think this is one of those. But if you're like, oh yeah, I usually enjoy them, go watch it. it it's it's a blast. Cool. Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, I got a pick for you today. I got a big science fiction pick for you today. I want to recommend, we just heard us talk about it a little bit, the new Apple TV Plus series, Foundation. This is based on the Isaac Asimov books, Foundation, and it tells an epic sci-fi story over thousands and thousands of years. Uh, it kind of kicks off when mathematician Harry Seldon discovers he can uh, just do math on the way like human society and civilization works. And he does the math and he finds out that uh, 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 the empire that kind of rules the whole galaxy is going to fall one day, uh, which doesn't really please any of the people in the empire. Uh, what follows is this big effort to try to prepare humanity for an inevitable kind of destruction and rebuilding. Um, I, I think it's really cool. They've only got four episodes out or uh, or so so far and i can definitely tell i'm at the point where the first three episodes were were really big and dense because it's like we have all we have literally thousands of years to cover and so it's characters get introduced and then they disappear and all of this stuff where i think once you hit season episode four which was this week's episode you kind of like these are the people we are dealing with kind of for now um, so things kind of do slow down and sort out a little bit, but I, I, I think that it's, it's good. It reminds me a lot of Raised by Wolves by having a lot of these themes of, um, you know, what does humanity look like when it's at a scale we've never imagined? You know, what does faith look like when your faith is built on math or questionable math? Um, you know, uh, factional politicking, which we saw in Raised by Wolves, and it's also like a big part of Game of Thrones. So I think there's like a really a lot of of cool things going on here. We'll still have to see what the rest of season one looks like, but the fact that it got pre-approved for season two already mid season feels like a pretty good sign. Uh, have either of you or, or the three of you uh, seen or intend to watch foundation? I've, I've definitely watched either the first two or three uh, mm. and definitely got into an argument with my 17 uh, uh, year old daughter because she barked mocking laughter at a moment that a character died in a, um, after the fact, I am willing to admit uh, fairly comical fashion. Imagine somebody holding up a cell phone and a Star Trek, the original series type effect happens and the body liquefies. Yeah. Uh, she nice. barked laughter and I was just like, uh, would you not heckle the show? Because I'm trying to defend it. And it became a whole big thing. And she left and. And, and oh, no. if it's the thing I'm thinking of, it was a goofy way for that person to go. It well, was remarkably I, unnecessary. I am, I am willing to admit my wrongness. And, and it was really a testament to my relationship with my daughter that yesterday she said, Dad, I've thought a lot about it. Hmm. And I've decided that I understand <laughs> that they needed to demonstrate power. However, yeah. the style was inconsistent with the epic visuals that we had seen before. And it struck me as comedic. I apologize mm. if you were offended. I was like, daughter, oh, no. I believe it. These, these are the You're having her apologize for the show <laughs> to you. Wow. Or for, you know how I get with heckling, you know. Yeah. Uh, Tom or Dunaway, what are you, are you guys interested in foundation? I I'm looking forward to it. I've I've seen uh, I've seen the trailers. I have not watched it yet, uh, but it is on my radar. But once again, we've talked about it. Uh, when, when am I going to watch it? Yeah. Well, well there's only four episodes out. Uh, spoiler alert! Make sure to binge it if you can, because if there's one thing I think all of us genuinely believe is every television show is better when it's binged. 
I I will say this generally speaking true. G- generally yeah. this this show they put recaps on each episode similar to like Ted Lasso so if you are watching week over week you tend not to get lost and I think that they're doing the recaps in a very interesting way where it's not like here's what happened on the last four episodes it's here are the things you need to know for this episode, which right. means sometimes you get nice little little recaps, which, which, and you're like, the, oh which, my gosh, there's going to be a lot of new stuff. By the way, to go back to Game of Thrones, that was something, mm. they made that an art form. Absolutely. It was a two and a half minute vignette that yeah. was nothing but forget everything, just remember this, this, right this, 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 and that. Yeah. Uh, so that is Foundation. It is a show on Apple TV+. Plus. It is coming out on Fridays. As of this recording, there are four episodes. Uh, they are coming out on Fridays. Uh, Apple TV is an app. Apple is also a piece of hardware. Apple TV Plus is a subscription service <laughs> where you can watch this program and many others. If you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. Brian Brushwood. Yo. What are you up to that the people should know about? Uh, uh, real quick, of course, a standard plug for doghousesystems.com slash rogue. A lot of people are going to need uh, new systems. They're the ones who provided all of our equipment. But uh, we're not ready to announce anything just yet. But um, hey, remember last year when everybody whose name was Amazon lied to your stupid face saying that they could deliver stuff by Christmas and then none of it arrived by Christmas? We plan to over at scam stuff try something fairly aggressive uh by which i mean saying shut up buy it now you'll get it by december 15th but you better buy it right now so so just 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 be aware i'm because it it was deeply disappointing to disappoint anybody last year and i don't intend to do it again beware the ides of december yes the 15th isn't even technically the ides but you know yes all right Let's move out of the front lines. Front lines, front lines, front lines. The latest update to Google TV's interface lets users add up to 12 profiles. Uh, so watch history and recommendations and stuff like that can be made for more than just the primary account holder. The screensaver mode will now show customized information on top of your personal photos. Uh, things like weather, game scores, and more. It's all customizable. You can choose what goes up there. And Philo is joining YouTube TV and Sling TV as options to integrate into the live TV menu. Features will begin rolling out on Chromecast with Google TV first and Google TVs from Sony and TCL soon. HBO Max is going to launch seven more countries or launch in seven more countries in 2022. HBO had little or no presence in Turkey, Greece, Estonia, Iceland, Latvia, Lithuania, and the Netherlands. But by the end of the year, they'll have all they'll all have HBO Max. Movies will come to HBO Max 45 days after the, they release in European theaters. That window also applies to Nordic HBO Now and existing HBO Max services in Europe next year. Yes. Congratulations to the citizens of HBO Max's new countries <laughs> that they just launched. Uh, Netflix will sell show-related merchandise on Walmart's website at walmart.com slash Netflix. Features games, books, toys, and apparel uh, around The Witcher. Stranger Things, Coco Melanie, Gabby's Dollhouse, Cobra Kai, Queer Eye, Nailed It, Ada Twist Scientist, and Over the Moon. And t-shirts for the Squid Game are on the way as fast as they can make them because they hadn't planned for it to be that big of a hit, apparently. This expands on Netflix's own store at netflix.shop with Walmart getting uh, a few exclusives on some of the stuff. So you won't find it at netflix.shop if you don't want. So to, uh, the marketer brain in me says that the real gold is to do nailed it merchandise that never says the word, word nailed it. Just mm. nothing but like 
melted awful versions of memes out there. And, and maybe, maybe very, very tiny somewhere you say nailed it. I, I don't believe they're going to be able to resist promoting their show all over it though. Yeah. What do they got up there? Uh, so they've got, it's like an at home baking kit with the nailed it promotion. So you kind of get to do a version of the show kind of. And (laughs) Apple is building two new facilities along the border of Los Angeles and Culver City. The complex will have a total of 550 square feet and will be a, quote, mixed 550,000. 550,000. Oh, no. It'll be a lot bigger than 550 square feet. (laughs) Nope. That's the biggest number. I'm sorry. It is smaller than Uh, my apartment. It's it's smaller than the scam stuff warehouse. (laughs) 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 We're we're bigger. (laughs) Presumably including studio and production space. Current Apple offices in Culver City house Apple Music and Apple TV staff. Thank you very much, Tom. You're a good friend. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, this this is only significant in that it shows Apple's commitment to the, not only music but the the TV space. So you're you're going to get more Apple TV Plus stuff. Uh, that's why they're building that. Stuff. Still a thing. All right. Let's get to the dispatches from the front. John Schreiber wrote in and said on the subject of Justin and Brian, we had the the email last week confusing Justin and Brian. uh, And Brian said, yeah, a lot of people tend to get our voices mixed up. Sean says, when I first started listening, I thought Justin and Brian were the same person. And it was a running joke that I didn't know about. That was until I saw them together on the Night Attack show. <laughs> now, greatnight.tv. But now, of wait, course- a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On the subject of Justin and Brian, when I first started listening, I thought they were the same person. That was until I saw them together on the same Night Attack show. I think he means me. <laughs> what? <gasps> <gasps> wait, but you're not on. You, you've been on Night Attack maybe two times, Tom. Like you were. That's uh, why it would be weird if he. Because I think if he meant Justin and Brian, wouldn't he have said that was until I saw them together on Night Attack or on yeah, the yeah, Night yeah, Attack yeah. show? Yeah, 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 no, not to, on together the on the same Night stage, Attack. together on the same on the same entity, on the same yeah. on the same. Uh, I, 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 this is fine. Mm, this yeah, when sense. I first started listening to Cord Killers, <laughs> how often has Justin even been on the show? Not a lot. It's certainly about as much as you've been on Night Attack or your I mean, Great I, Night. I, 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 sure. think, I think, I, I, and in fact, right. by right. the right. hours, I would suspect that maybe you and Justin have done more programming together than you and I have at this point. Sure, but we're just talking about Core Killers and Night Attack at this point. Yeah, but 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 uh, but to most people, DTNS, whatever. Uh, uh, Squid Games and your children from Cappy. He says, Brian, my wife teaches fourth grade. All of her students are watching it and playing the games at school. We watched the first episode of last night, and she was enlightened as to why her kids are playing red light, green light, and saying, you're dead when someone loses. <laughs> she may be talking to parents to see if they know that their 9- to 10-year-old kids are watching this show. <laughs> P.S. He loves Cynical Tom, as do I. <laughs> uh, Brian Dunaway, have you seen Squid Game? I, you know, I haven't seen it yet. I okay. feel ashamed. I almost, I said, they're going to ask him about Squid Game. I mean, how could they not? Everybody's no, talking I just, about it. Uh, I, I, the, the next question following up on that would be like, and how would you feel about your children watching Squid Games? <laughs> I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. I have no context. Because yes. you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. That, 
That's interesting, Cappy. Thank you for that. Uh, John in Nashville. Hey, guys, I just wanted to send you a quick message as there is a little more to the Seinfeld aspect ratio story. Uh, and he cited a Slate article as the source. Thank you for citing the source. John says, while part of the top and bottom of the picture is missing, the 16.9 video was not created just by zooming. Seinfeld was, in fact, shot on film. When Hulu had the rights, they had access to the wider film and recut the episodes. So there may be a little less on the top and bottom and a little more on the left and right. There are a couple of comparison images linked in the Slate article. Because The Simpsons was animated, they didn't have extra video and could only zoom to fill the screen. Uh, and John's right. They did do a little creative cropping with Simpsons when they tried to make it 16.9, uh, but they didn't have as much to work with. So that's fascinating. Thank you, John, for sending that along. Which, which is kind of fascinating because um, uh, I would have thought that The Simpsons existed in an era where... Uh, they knew to hold on to all of the animation cells. You know, uh, you hear the stories. Just, of, I, I, th I think his point was they just only made enough to fill for three. They, they didn't, didn't make right. them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have any wider content ever. Actually, yeah, that's a not good that point. they got okay. rid of the animation. Right. I, 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 and they I, had the I same problem. My, they, my, they... my point. Does that still fit your theory? I just wanted to. Uh, well, no. Uh, just <laughs> that. Um, uh, I don't know how much of the Simpsons, and I never really looked into it. How much of it was upscaled versus actually remastered, like rescanned? Want to hit season twenty? I believe it was, or around season twenty is when they started having uh, the larger stuff, the the widescreen stuff. And I think that transfer that they made was a new transfer because okay. I know that they made like the text on screen high def. They but meanwhile, it's like you, you, you can't affect the fact that the pictures were all drawn for three. Exactly. Full stop. Got the, it. The frame does just anything, ends. Does anything piss off people more than aspect ratio? I'm just curious. <laughs> it seems like it's always a hot topic. It's like, ah, uh, yes, it turns out that hot top topic stores at the mall pissed me off more than <laughs> right. aspect ratios. <laughs> well, especially the aspect ratio of the hot topic. Right? Oh, Why is yeah, it so much yeah. skinnier than the other stores? It is really skinny. What's up with that? It goes <laughs> way back, but you have to squeeze past people. All right. Oh, you know God. what? There's a third thing that's even more annoying. People who go into a Seinfeld routine about hot topic stores <laughs> aspect <laughs> ratios. Ding. What's the deal with the malls? <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. Brian Dunaway, <laughs> what's the deal with your podcasting? Where can people follow you? <laughs> oh, hi. You can follow me on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway. That's the place that I'm most active at, but I've been becoming more and more active on twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. And you can always check out everything I do at BrianDunaway.com. It has my Patreon uh, link there. It's got the podcast I do, movie podcast, film sack, indie game show podcast, the boop show, uh, and one of those uh, graveyard keeping Twitch streams that I do on the weekly. And now court killers. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Everybody's in there now. Folks, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack. Also on diamondclub.tv. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you there. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're fine. We're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>